Greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters. In the morning we have deliberated upon the necessity for rhythm and that rhythm in relation to work, food, rest, self-study and inner contemplation. When we establish these rhythms, slowly the life stabilizes in us. <clears throat> the functioning of life within the body is more stabilized. Unless the life force regains its rhythm, the inner system would not be in equilibrium. We, due to our hectic activity and a life of, a life without rhythm, our energies do not have a stabilized state in us. The life flow is not stable. The flow of awareness is also not stable. Each time we are into activity, it shall have to be a poised activity. It cannot be a hyperactivity or a hypoactivity. Only when rhythms are regularly observed without tension, then slowly within us, the life rhythms are appropriately established. The life has its rhythm. The pulsation has its rhythm. 
the respiration has its natural rhythm when these are in rhythm the blood flow is in rhythm and it's like a very serene clean water a river that flows giving that kind of present experience of being in the body many humans do not have the comfort of being in the body <coughs> generally the comfort is lost due to the activity which is not in equilibrium sometimes we are hurried up sometimes we are slowed down when you do for example a an activity like ashivaratri har durga pujas har any elaborate religious spiritual activity the you tend to be hyperactive and then the next day itself we are hyperactive there is a, a a kind of step up in activity followed by a step down in activity it's not it's not being in equilibrium all activity can be conducted <clears throat> in phase and things are better done when work is done in phase with respect to our thoughts sometimes we are very speedy in our thoughts and sometimes very lazy in our thoughts likewise speeches we keep on speaking 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 and then for a while you are tired so you stop speaking <laughs> so this uh, we have to observe the activity of mind activity of speech and activity of action in all these there has to be a, a very poised approach <clears throat> this poised approach enables life currents to flow in a poised manner and the currents of awareness also flow in a poised manner when this poise is established eh? then for the first time we feel the comfort of being in the body this comfort of being in the body is very important it's like being comfortable at home isn't it many are not comfortable at home isn't it <laughs> because they are not comfortable if there is a weekend they want to run away from the house weekends are meant to run away from the house and get into hyperactivity and come back very weekend <laughs> many times when i see especially in the west as we on sunday evening as they return from a weekend except for the driver the rest would be sleeping in the 
during the daytime in the automobiles they are tired <coughs> they are squeezed of their energies because they do a lot of hyper activity so likewise pilgrimages also people get tired after pilgrimages the purpose of pilgrimage is to find the peace in you the purpose of the weekend is to feel the peace in you to regain the peace at the weekend because throughout the week you are into a kind of hyperactivity it's like a person who eats moderately and regularly at regular intervals he needed fast but if if there is no such rhythm there would be tending to overeat sometimes tending to undereat sometimes and many times the males at home are puzzled the females at home are puzzled because they don't know how much you eat one day you eat more one day you eat less <clears throat> isn't it in everything that you do you have to ensure that the rhythm is set when you are rhythmic your movement is rhythmic your speech has a settled speed your thoughts are also they take to a settled pace otherwise you are always hurried in the modern world you see either hypoactivity with a person for some time followed by hyperactivity hypo hyper hypo hypo throughout the week hyperactivity and during the weekend hypo meaning just drop down like a potato is it many people to them late rising on sunday is very common isn't it why late rising on sunday sunday is the day relating to the sun the very day is the very day is meant to relate more to the sun because that day he presides over the day so you are supposed to be more in relation with the sun right from the dawn hours where there is golden light during that time we sleep away because it is sunday isn't it actually a week commences from sunday not from monday we can't change the the beginning of the week many people give number 1 to monday monday is moon moon's number is 2 sun's number is 1 so to think that monday is the beginning of the week itself is ignorance that apart coming back to sunday it's an important day it relates to the soul it relates to the i am which we are don't say i am in you or i am in me to say i am in me or i am in you is ignorance verily each one of us is i am so as i am we get reinforced with the sun rays especially during the sunrise hours and sunset hours to to sleep away during the sunrise hours is not getting in tune with the nature's rhythm so therefore what is important the topic which is being presented is as far as possible in every act in every act make sure that you have the poise yes if your poise it looks as though you are slightly slow but no it's not true 
you are maintaining a uniform spirit and looks as though nothing is really moving but everything is moving this is the planet it is in such uniform spirit that you don't feel this spirit while you are living on it the planet moves around itself at a such a such a speed that it is speedier than the jet plane jet plane but still you don't feel that it is moving at such a speed because there is uniformity so uniformity enables a better manifestation of work a better accomplishment there are we know from the stories of the initiates seemingly they don't move but they they move the whole world and there are persons who keep on moving and living by the airports all the time doing little you can see the contrast a being sitting in himalayas can move the whole world buddha being in his own place moved the world See, are they moving or are they not moving? They are really moving in terms of energy so much, while they seem to be not, so, not moving at all. So that's what is important that we, in every little act, right from, starting from the morning routine, like brushing of the teeth, taking the shower, it has to be in voice. Putting on the dress, it has to be in voice. Setting up the watch, it has to be in voice putting on the glasses to the eyes as anything and everything that we do to get this kind of rhythm would avoid all kinds of anxieties today most of the people are affected by anxiety and neurosis in spanish we call it angustia <clears throat> so much of anxiety because there is a kind of hyperactivity with a fear that we may not be able to catch up but the truth is if you maintain poise you catch up to many things and your ability to function in a manifold manner it grows a man who lives in poise and works in poise can manifest many more things than other beings who do not have that poise that's why we say that we say bhagavad gita says samatvam yoga utchyate samatvam yoga utchyate meaning yoga is equipoised state equipoised state is called yoga so you don't have to be hurried up for anything nor do you have to slow down for anything <clears throat> this is this is what is the gift of rhythm to us if you regularly study as a student if you regularly study as a, when you are a student you don't have to wake up late until late hours in the night during the exams during the exams you don't have to burn the midnight oil because it is examination should necessary if you are regular with your studies you can sleep even on the exam day as you would sleep on other days because you get up you wake up you have an organized way of functioning so that's where the importance of 
adapting to rhythm comes in by which the life in you is stabilized there is a the life is in a free flowing in a poised flow the awareness also flows in a poised manner that should be that is one of the keys for occultism for <clears throat> only when you have a very stable uh, um, living within your body for the first time you feel the comfort of being in the body <clears throat> when you have comfort in being in the body the outer comfort really does not matter if you are at comfort with yourself the outer comfort like this is it's so very cool it's so very hot it's windy it's rainy it doesn't matter that you should have see if people have so many comforts that they build around but they are not at comfort with themselves is it not a paradox that more and more people have the instinct to build beautiful houses spacious houses fill it with very comfortable luxurious items you may have so many things but you are not at comfort with you when you don't have the rhythms and a person who is at comfort with himself to him the outer comfort really does not matter it doesn't matter because the inner comfort gives that kind of a state that it does not matter kamaniyam bhag bhumi bhagamulle kunnave padiyundutaku dudi parupulela like that there is one stanza in bhagavata meaning <coughs> if you are at comfort with you even if you sleep on floor you get this sleep if you are not at comfort with you even if you have the best of the comfortable beds that are available in the united states of america you cannot sleep isn't it what is the use is it the bed that gets you to sleep that gives you the sleep or is it your inner comfort so where are we moving without comfort that's why the more and more man walks away from rhythms more and more he gets into a state of absence of comfort within the form you are the resident of this form each one of us are called residents of this form we are the indwellers the topic in miami was the insider and the indweller we entered we have prepared this farm to live in it to live in comfort just like we prepare the house with to be comfortable but that which we build if it is not comfortable something has gone wrong somewhere that has to be understood this comfort has to be necessarily gained and we always care for this comfort throughout life people plan so many things to be at comfort on retirement isn't it on retirement it doesn't come like that the comfort comes through rhythm as far as you follow the rhythm you have the gradually you gain that uh, psychical comfort and that comfort is the true comfort and he is comfortable anywhere and everywhere <clears throat> he never says this is not comfortable that is not comfortable 
to feel comfort within the farm is possible when rhythms are established in life and the triple activity that man carries that of mind that of speech that of movement with the body the trikaranas we call it the mental activity the vocal activity and the physical activity these are the trikaranas they are they are to fall into an order this is another dimension that's what we that is what we call trikarana suddhi meaning alignment of the mental vital or vocal mental vocal and physical activity they have to be that is what is called the state of alignment where what you think what you speak and what you act upon they are in line <clears throat> if they are not in line they disturb the rhythm within us we think something we say something else and we do still another thing then the, there is a there is absence of equilibrium in us so along with the rhythms that we follow we have to set an alignment between the mental vocal and physical activities man is the only being in creation who has the faculty of speech there is no other being that is endowed with speech the devas have no speech the animals make certain peculiar sounds but there is no communication of any thought through speech <clears throat> we the and the plants do not and minerals only man who is the middle of the creation he has three above and he has three below kingdoms he is the fourth one the middle one and he is endowed with speech so if we are very conscious about how we utilize our speech a poised speech can bring poised activity in the mental plane and also in the physical plane this is one more dimension that is given by the seers so for example when we go to the dining hall you know how much sound is noise is produced over there when we are in the dining hall <coughs> there is no cohesion of the sound and hence it becomes noise it looks like we are in a fish bazaar or something like that, fish market or it's because there is speaking for nothing speaking for nothing when you you are speaking for nothing your energy is put to haphazard use isn't it when the energy is put to haphazard use your system is disturbed that's why to, uh, <clears throat> among the trikaranas that is the mental activity vocal activity physical which we say mano vak karma kaya karma mano vak kaya karma mano vak kaya karma that's what is said the three can be set to order if you take, take up to the middle point that is speech if you take to speech sincerely and if you if you understand the value of speech 
and when you appropriately utilize it it can bring poise to the mind it can bring poise to the activity my physical activity you know when pythagoras was training his students who were intended to be trained by that great initial pythagoras he imposed three years of silence for every student three years three years silence is that is small thing you know <clears throat> three days silence itself is difficult the moment we tend to be silent the, the there is an arrest of thoughts or therefore there is more anxiety and in the mental pain you get more disturbance <clears throat> he says come what may three years be silent they were all inmates of his school inmates of the school and uh, there are supervisors who supervise the students if he is following the simple principle of being silent silence vocal silence is truly not the silence mental silence has to come but this vocal silence will percolate into mental as also physical silence that's why he always suggested to observe silence for 3 years to come there only thereafter only anything is start <clears throat> the the next discipline comes only for the one who has the ability to remain silent so that they don't one does not speak unrequited and one does not remain silent when required when required you have to speak when not required you should not speak because it's a facility given to man by observing the speech discipline and the, the speech discipline or the sound discipline you can restructure the energy system in you that's why in monasteries and other places in olden days they used to remain silent from time to time from time to time to be silent to be lonely once a week once a month to observe yourself so the point here that is being mentioned is by understanding the importance of speech which is only available with the humans and adopting to the discipline of speech <coughs> the discipline of speech is don't speak unrequited speak where required when you speak speak that which is accurate do not speak if you are not very sure of what you are saying if under someone asked me from here how much time it takes to go to san francisco if i don't know i should say no you cannot guess and say something which will mislead people <coughs> mislead people do not guide unless you are very sure of what you are sought to so this accuracy has to first come in speech when you don't know it's not shameful to say that i don't know i don't know just guessing and saying things and if someone relies upon it you are misguiding him. 
isn't it therefore this speech has to be based on facts this speech has to be as accurate as possible in india when we when we ask for directions from people everyone gives a direction he doesn't know but still he gives a direction i see it with many people not only the uneducated but also highly educated they are not accurate in their speech forget about truth speaking truth is the ultimate speaking accurately <clears throat> people are not accurate of what they speak they say things which is very somewhere near they hit around but they don't hit the bullseye so therefore speaking if you know you speak if you don't know say i don't know by saying things which you do not know you are tending to be developing a habit of being very vague very vague and very misleading that should not happen so speech has to be with full knowledge whatever you speak speak with full knowledge if you cannot just keep quiet once it so happened i traveled with my master from brussels to paris by car <coughs> from brussels to paris by car in 1981 so the one who was driving us by the road we were asking him as we passed through the <clears throat> on the road and we find certain interesting things we used to ask him what is this what is that and all mostly he say he was saying i don't know mostly he was saying i don't know so we were wondering <laughs> every time we ask him he says i don't know <clears throat> because he lives in belgium <clears throat> just for the joy of being with master he bought a car a new car and took him by drive to paris for the work from brussels to paris so he never really moved out of belgium so when we crossed the border from belgium into france then anything you ask he says i don't know so his name is marcel nolting a very noble person so i asked him for many things you are saying i don't know he said, yes when i don't know i say i don't know where is what's the problem is it <laughs> is it not a virtue which very few carry with accuracy if you really don't know better not say anything saying things which you don't know is really <coughs> it makes your intellect <coughs> very blunt very blunt that's one thing another thing is when you speak do not be critical of anything critical speeches result in disturbing the surrounding energy critical speeches judgmental speeches all speeches would cause more damage to you than anything else 
That's how there are speech regulations. Just because we are, have the faculty to speak, we don't have to speak. It has to be non-critical. It has to be factually correct. It has, it should be not judgmental. And it should not be manipulative. In many management seminars, they conduct uh, the, the ability to communicate. Yes. When you say something to your, the next person, say, you say three sentences. He's supposed to communicate those three sentences to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. Like that it goes around. When it comes back, it, it gets a totally changed. Because each man adds something related to him. And then the original statement slowly goes around and comes back in a very distorted fashion. It's like when you communicate about the elephant, ultimately it comes back to us as a wild boar. <clears throat> Why? Because inaccuracy in communication, which is an aspect of speech faculty, when someone tells you to something and asks you to communicate to other, there is always the danger of adding your own color to that communication. That is because there is no accuracy in relation to speech. So it leads to manipulation. Yes. That's why it's always better that the speeches are one-to-one. Do not communicate indirectly. Indirect communication can be causing problems. So coming back to, these are some of the regulations. There is a book on sound which you can refer to. What all that is said in our ancient wisdom about sound and how can you ultimately reach the sound of the sounds which is anahata sound, that is om in you, can be listened to just by following the speech regulations. So why, what the aspect that I am presenting here in relation to the seventh ray is, seventh ray demands that your speeches are accurate. <clears throat> and you don't speak unrequired. And you do not hesitate to speak when required. This regulation enables a discipline through speech to the thought patterns and also to the patterns related to our movement. So basically our movements have to be tailor-made. We, we need not move where it is not necessary. In fact, a seventh ray uh, advanced disciple, he would not even move hands or fingers or head for nothing. No extra uh, demonstration when speeches are made. So the articulation is mostly through language, but not through the body. <coughs> Many of you in Andhra Pradesh, they know is, you know a singer by name Janaki, S. Janaki. When she sings, just the voice comes out, the whole body stays still. There is no singer like that. The whole body, nothing moves in the body. No movement like this, like this, nothing. So also, Vedic scholars, the best Vedic scholar is one 
హూ మేక్స్ ది ఓవర్ టోన్ అండ్ ది అండర్ టోన్ అండ్ ది నార్మల్ టోన్ వితౌట్ ఎనీ అపరెంట్ మూవ్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ ది బాడీ ఓన్లీ ది ది సౌండ్ ఆఫ్ ది సౌండ్ ఆఫ్ ది త్రోట్ ది ఓకల్ కార్డ్ దేర్ ది మూవ్మెంట్ హ్యాపెన్స్ నాట్ ది ఇన్ ది బాడీ ఇట్ ఈస్ ఏ మ్యాటర్ ఆఫ్ ప్రిసిషన్ దట్ వీ గేన్ సచ్ ఎ స్టేటస్ దెన్ యూ టెన్ టు బి వెరీ స్పెషల్ ఇన్ యువర్ యాక్టివిటీ సో మూవింగ్ ది బాడీ ఫర్ నథింగ్ and moving in a yukta hara viharasya like that again bhagavad gita says if it is essential you move the body for nothing why do you move the body if it is essential you speak out otherwise why do you expend the energy when you follow this slowly you gain the faculty that only essential thoughts come to you other times you are at peace with essential thoughts come to you and you translate them into action or into speech non essential thoughts do not occur this is not a great facility because thoughts keep occurring regardless of our permission regardless of our consent thoughts keep on coming it's a state of helplessness that so many thoughts keep occurring and we have no way to regulate them that is because so many speeches are made for nothing and so much of movement is made into the world for nothing so the precision that the seventh ray demands is in relation to the the movement the speech and consequently the thought for some beings as it occurs they are able to fulfill it that is whom we call siddha sankalpas siddhas meaning if a thought occurs to them it is in tune with its manifestation normally they do not fail in manifesting and essentially the seventh ray is the ray that enables manifestation to manifest the divine the invisible things into the visible mundane world is 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 an activity which is called white magic kingdom of god of earth is a dictum that exists even before jesus the christ started it all grand masters they always brought things to earth and made the surroundings beautiful to make beautiful this earth is a responsibility for all of us and for that the manifestation is through thought through speech and through action unless thought speech and action are in alignment and unless they are set to an order then there is no way to manifest there are many good ideas with people isn't it we all get very good ideas but how many of them we could translate into action translation of a good thought into a good deed and enabling a manifestation which is beneficial to life at large is indeed a noble work not all can do it because the rhythm relating to speech the rhythm relating to movement are not 
gained. Just relating emotionally to the divine is not enough. You should have the know-how to bring the divine to you. To every time, from invisibility to visibility, things manifest. You can be a channel to it for acts of goodwill. And that is one of the functions of seventh ray where visible, invisible to visible, things keep manifesting. That is, that is magic. Magic is nothing but entertaining ideas of goodwill and translating those ideas through know-how for their manifestation upon the planet. That's where the work is. And above all, you gain that kind of stability of being in the form. If you do not know how to live, today in many occult groups there is a lot of um, uh, study, discussion and even teaching about the life after death. People are interested in the life after death, but the life before death is equally important. <laughs> the life before death, if you live well, then you also eventually know how to live well. If you don't live well, after have you come into this form? If you, if you don't know how to live well in this form, what is so big hurry that you leave this form? It's like you, you send a child into a playground. He doesn't enter the playground, he wants to come back. Only because he does not know how to play, isn't it? But the one who plays well, he would not leave the field even if you want him to come back. That's another dimension. Isn't it? Great players, they are mostly on the playgrounds. Why? Because they, they have been able to gain the ability to play well. They have to be given reminder to come back. But those who do not know how to play, they always think of how to return. How to return is not so very important unless you have performed well. Without performing, if you just get into a farm and then get out of a farm, you haven't experienced anything. That's why seventh ray leads first into living well and then later living well. The one who lives well would also gain the knowledge as to how to live. If we do our jobs here well, then joyfully we leave this place. Isn't it? We are all into this hotel for about three and a half or four days. And if we are fulfilled, we joyfully leave, otherwise we feel disheartened, isn't it? So to live well is what the seventh ray insists upon. Within the means, you can live well. To live well in the body, to stabilize life energies in the body, set them to rhythm, stabilize the activity of awareness in the body, setting it to rhythm. That's where, firstly, you gain the best comfort of being in a human body. There is no other body which gives such a comfort as that of a human body. It is said, when the Creator, whom we call the third Lagos, or Chaturmukha Brahma, 
his work is said to be complete only when the human came to be that's why the commentaries also say that the prophecy is fulfilled when man came to be <coughs> because through man the devas can descend and fulfill upon the planet through man the lower kingdoms can ascend to higher planes we can cause substantial evolution to animal to plant and to mineral through the knowledge that we receive from the higher circles so we are really the channel between the invisible and the visible and this is one form where the best of the comfort is arranged best of the, no other form has such a comfort being in human form you have the ability to ascend into higher planes he have the ability to descend into lower planes even the devas cannot touch down he needs a human for cooperation the devas look for the cooperation of the humans to fulfill the plan so therefore human form is considered to be the most sophisticated form that is prepared in creation and we are given that that's why the scriptures say really you get a human form jantu naam narajarma durlabham meaning not you cannot easily gain it you gained it because of certain evolution that you, you have you went through and you, you are found to be fit to live in the human form and this human form we should learn how to live in it how to live in it when we learn how to live in it and when we are comfortable in it when the energy flow in it is carrying an even flow then you are fit to manifest because there is some reliability with you vis-a-vis the devas they feel like relating to you because this man is rhythmic and hence he is reliable if the devas wish to contact you they contact you during your hours of prayer or hours of meditation but if you are not regularly with the prayers they don't feel comfortable with you because when they wish to relate you are not there it's like some government offices where you go to the office and the person over there is not there he went for chai that's it these are the common experiences in india that your availability for the devas is very high when you are with them therefore you stand a chance for devas to relate to you we as aspirants of light always look for some devic uh, experience, angelic experiences and uh, angels in the dream we we wish each other sweet dreams and all that <laughs> angels be with you like that we say we use so many words about it but then to whom they relate the devas relate only to those who are rhythmic and those who are rhythmic in their alignment with the divine such is the basic understanding when life force and the force of awareness in you 
when they take to a very rhythmic functioning in you your form gets perfected that's another dimension you don't have a, a disproportionate form every master of wisdom has such a proportionate body that's why they are considered to be highly magnetic and lot of light radiates from them and they cause the needed elevation to beings just by their presence maybe because their form radiates the light and then it has a magnetic impact on the surrounding we speak of lord krishna mostly and rama isn't it adharam madharam 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 everything about him is so very enchanting similar is the case with rama this is okay because they are avatars but with the masters of wisdom who have allowed they have put themselves to the process of seventh ray rhythms they have gained such a beautiful form right from the tip of the toe to the top of the head every part radiates energy and every part magnetizes that's the beauty it's a it's a great joy to see a master of wisdom in action they are all seven footers and their body is so very proportionate that their very presence brings order in us just like in the presence of a magnet an iron piece falls into order and tends to be magnet for a while that's the reason why association with a master of wisdom is also recommended so that your energies are rearranged so what i wish to say here is perfecting the form is also part of spiritual activity remember that don't let it go into all kinds of shapes as i said yesterday this morning leonardo da vinci he has given what is a proportionate body <clears throat> if you go to any house in europe they display it while they may not be like that it's our ideal to work for a body which is perfected today the body is going to different proportions and tending to be so very obese you know what happens you develop the related etheric form when you come back again you have the same form the tendency to obesity this the tendency uh, to be regular shape in, in a regular shape if you let it go in this manner for this life as you come back you come back with the same form just like as we go to office and do certain work and because the office the close closure hours come we close the files and come back next day morning when you go you have to start where you have concluded the work is it the incomplete work has to be completed only by you any work whatever is incomplete by this evening you have to pick it up next day and start from that point and complete it if you die with sicknesses if you die with sicknesses 
and later when you take to your farm you are susceptible to those sicknesses because the related traits remain in you therefore perfecting the farm is a part of evolution you cannot let go it's a dimension of the seventh ray that you perfect the see what you cannot do at the physical plane you cannot do in higher planes because there the, the forces are much more stronger you are not able to handle kamigaani vaadu moksha kamigaadu those who cannot perform here cannot perform better in this subtle worlds when you cannot do well in elementary school you cannot be assured one cannot assure that he would do well in the college or in the university that's why perfecting the form is a dimension which is being very much receiving the attention of most of the people these days they think of vegan food they think of zero fat they think of so many things it's okay to perfect the form is also part of the discipline relating to seventh ray which is manifesting <clears throat> so when you take to the proper rhythms when you take to the and build life within the form gain the needed comfort and also build the form in tune with its original proportion you are a very radiant and magnetic instrument for the higher ones to function through not otherwise that's why it should not be neglected this is a dimension coming from the seventh ray and <clears throat> there is a it only means ultimately you bring order to everything in your body you bring order to everything in your body and then it enables generation of magnetic energies from you magnetic energies meaning the the nature surrounding you is willing to cooperate with to some people cooperation comes from the surroundings to some people it is absent in the surroundings when you feel go to a place there are some situations we gain lot of cooperation from strangers from strange situations nature's cooperation is guaranteed for those who establishes the rhythm, for those who establish the rhythm and much more so the nature cooperates with you when you develop right relation with the human animal and plant and mineral kingdoms this is another dimension the forces of nature try to cooperate with us when we know how to relate to to this to, to the minerals how to relate to the plant and how to relate to the animal we have walked into an age right from the beginning of 20th century that we have gone into industrialization and lot of mechanization consequently the use of body and doing physical work is reduced the work is lifted up into the mental plane so when you are more in mental plane than on the physical plane when you are not doing heavy labor with the physical body you don't need heavy food you don't need heavy food 
by habit people take the food which they have been taking before but by their body's nature they do not need such heavy food from place to place people used to walk at one time and then they went on horses and then they also until recent times on the bicycles if you bicycle from one town to the another town you need more energy therefore you need more food or heavier food but when you are moving from place to place with the help of machines you don't need such a heavy food as before that's why the the intake of food its quantity naturally reduces but by habit if you keep eating then it has a different impact on the body the kind of life that we are today into does not require animal food anymore it does not require because there is no physical strain this when you need you don't spend so much energy in the physical plane you spend more at the mental plane <clears throat> and most of the jobs are sitting jobs movement is by sitting beat an automobile or a train or an aeroplane that's why when we go by aeroplane they recommend don't eat much when you are on the flight because you cannot really digest it causes headache so lower the physical movement and lower lab physical labor proportionately the quantity of food and also the strength of the food can be brought down that's why as one refines himself just as in the case of a yogi or a seer as much as he gets refined so much he, the, the intake of food is also refined they take very light food they live by juices they live by vegetables they do not touch even animal products forget about animal flesh today there is a trend not to touch the animal products like milk like yogurt like butter slowly people are taking to different dimension which is in by which you are you are in a way reducing the damage that you do to the animal <clears throat> see animal is seen as our anger brother and the kind of animal killing that happens on the planet if you have a etheric vision you can feel how heavy the air is how heavy the air is a master of wisdom by name master jalkul he wrote in a book saying when we move in india we feel the air very light because there is less animal killing even we move in another place the air is heavy the simple reason he gives is man should learn to treat the animal with kindness until man learns to be kindly towards the animal he cannot grow because he is causing a kind of destruction in the system where animal is a part that's why relating to animals there are many who go very uh, they have very loving attitude to animals like the fly, like cats dogs many other things people bring home they give equal status to them 
from the nature by arborizing our senses isn't it today the children even do not know from where the milk comes if you ask a child from where do you get the milk they say the milk booth isn't it but at a couple of generations before everyone saw how a cow is being milked or how a buffalo buffalo was milked and with what care they were taken care of so we are this cut off is making us highly separative and therefore we suffocate seventh ray demands that you develop harmony with the visible world so that you gain harmony and cooperation from the invisible world your cooperation towards the the weaker and the younger be once enables you to gain the cooperation of the elder ones there is a saying in in the, with, the, with the teaching of every master you support the one who is weaker than you our support is already there behind you on your shoulder there are, there is also a painting very famous painting of da vinci which you can find in vatican <clears throat> where as you extend your hand to the one who is denied of basic needs your needs are taken care of from behind by the one who protects from higher circles so as you care more for the lower circles the higher circles care for us if we don't then you don't get it so as per spiritual aspiration by itself is not enough unless we make proper understanding and expand the horizons of our understanding of nature and how to cooperate with nature when that happens slowly you gain the cooperation of the devas because the devas are for all <clears throat> so when you are supporting their work they support you even if someone is supporting your work you to intern support sir that's why cooperation of the devas is seen as the immediate step for this humanity to progress for that our attitude towards nature has to change our uh, <clears throat> we to to us only we are important nothing else is important a master of wisdom asked his disciple and he wanted to be he said what is it that i can do for animals he said then the master smiled and said if you stop killing already you have done something if you stop killing the animals you are already doing something in the in the direction of the welfare of the animals so on one side you keep killing the animals on the other side you think of protecting the animals so you are only undoing what you are doing that cannot happen that cannot happen so when we have these basic ingredients what happens is that we gain an etheric vision an etheric vision meaning the devas tend to be proximate to you with all these practices which i have been informing from morning 
యూ గెయిన్ ది కోఆపరేషన్ ఆఫ్ ది దేవాస్ అండ్ ఎవ్రీవేర్ యూ ఫీల్ దేర్ ప్రెజెన్స్ అండ్ ఈవెన్ గెయిన్ ది విజన్ టు గెయిన్ ది విజన్ ఇన్ ది సెవెంత్ రే సింపుల్ రిచువల్ ఇస్ సజెస్టెడ్ టు బి క్యారీడ్ అవుట్ ఆన్ ఎవ్రీ ఫ్రైడే ఈవినింగ్ టుడే ఇస్ ఫ్రైడే అండ్ వీఆర్ ఇన్ ది ఈవినింగ్ అవర్స్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ప్రాక్టీస్ టిల్ డేట్ ఇన్ సమ్ కమ్యూనిటీస్ and not so very well practiced in the modern religions the religions are took away from nature <laughs> took us away from nature we are busy in a different way disregarding the nature but the whole universe is the the, the universal temple where we see the solar system itself is a huge temple where sun is god sun is god and other planetary principles are the angels who regularly benefit us we stopped looking to the sun we stopped looking to the planets we seldom look at the sky we are only always on the express ways exit routes entry routes and down to we think it is down to earth in ancient times every friday evening a ritual is suggested which i would like to introduce before i conclude this talk in the evenings of friday when you have completed your regular routine before you go to bed the last thing to do is light two candles or set two lamps friday is very important even in every in all religions why because friday relates to the etheric dimension of our existence <clears throat> we can gain an understanding of ethers and gain also the etheric vision what it suggests is light two candles or two lamps don't look at the lamps and the flames look to the field in between the two look to the field in between the two that's why in all traditions when you set a deity's idol or a picture on either side a lamp is set on either side but not in the middle to set a lamp in the middle is ignorance it's like putting fire before the angel <laughs> if you set on either side you are enabling the the angel to visit for example there is a lamp lit over there before that picture of saint germain it's in the middle it should never be in the middle it should be on either side when the outside when they have set lamps they have set lamps on either side meaning through the field of light the angel whom you see can relate to you <clears throat> through the field of light it's the field of light that is important but not the the points of light <clears throat> that is how the ritual is <clears throat> set say for example in a table like this set two lamps on either side and this lamp generates a field of light from one side the other lamp generates light from the other side the, there is a meeting of the light 
and a field of light happens there. Keep looking at the field. No picture, no idol, no image, nothing. Just look at the field. It's a practice. It is like, with the help of the two eyes, trying to see the space in between the two eyes. In meditation, we are suggested to contemplate upon bro center, bro madhya. <coughs> what is the purpose? The purpose is the two eyes are but the two <coughs> points of light, two candles, two lamps. In between the two, you, you are able to visualize the divine. That's why meditations are always suggested to be in between the two. <coughs> In between. That in between is permeated by space, which is another, the absolute dimension of the divine. What is space? Space is defined as the interval between two objects. Space is the interval between two objects. See, when there are two persons sitting, we, we normally look to the persons, but the space in between is the one that connects. The, the place in between the two eyes, there is a connect. The place in between the, the two lungs, there is a connect. There is a place, space in between the two brains, there is a connect. Likewise, the, the connect between the inhalation and exhalation is the, is the space through which you, you enter into the invisible field. From visible to invisible, this is the way given from ancient most times to relate to the field of life in be- light in between two objects. So instead of two objects, the ritual suggests make two lamps so that you have a visible field of light. But normally also when we look, our eye is attracted towards an object, isn't it? The eye is always attracted towards an object. But the occult science says, try to see in between two objects where space is. That is filled with the one. The one who is within us is also around us. So if you inculcate a habit of looking to the invisible. In fact, all experiences of... Subtle plane are only in the night hours, not so much in the day hours. Only in the night hours. The blue in the night, which is dark blue, you keep on looking at it. Inculcate a habit of seeing that which is not filled by form. It's, a, it's an engaging game. It's an engaging game. The invisible is visible in between two objects. Therefore, this ritual is given for Friday night because Friday stands for etheric vision. Friday leads you to the, to that state which is beyond form, beyond the visible form. There are invisible also, in planes also there is the form. To relate to the invisible form, you should inculcate the habits of seeing in between. In between. See, in between the eyes, in between the inhalation and exhalation, in between the brains. All is all, it is called interlude. 
in the interlord the 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 invisible being is can be can be visualized can be experienced that's why all prayers are originally intended into space isn't it see people kneel down and look to space and worship no power meaning you are relating to the invisible the inaudible you are able to listen well you are able to the invisible you are unable to see better that's why this practice is specifically suggested for friday <coughs> when we do that that means this is a regular practice you set two candles try to see the invisible in between it's only beginning of a new habit of looking into that which is invisible when you see during the night when you travel when the automobile comes from the other side the two headlights attract your eyes isn't it that which is in between the two headlights is the other automobile isn't it which is not visible in the night hours when there is a a drive we see the automobile coming from the other side the two headlights are on it means what there is a vehicle in between these two isn't only the lights appear but not the vehicle but you know that there is a vehicle in between isn't it you don't try to go in between the two lights likewise in between two objects there is the the interval is called space which is the invisible side of the being beyond this form immediately preceding this form is color preceding the color there is the sound and preceding the sound there is the absolute that's how everything is said to be in four steps therefore to look to the color of the light enables you to lead you into the field of light which has many colors as i said seven colors friday is specifically suitable for that because venus is the higher counterpart to our earth <coughs> venus is the higher counterpart to our earth it's only from venus this earth has happened that's why we have the symbol of venus with a circle above the cross and for the earth the symbol is the circle below the cross the cross connects the two astrologically the symbols the venus is a circle above the cross the earth is the circle below the cross it has descended from venus from subtle to grass the creation has come down we too have a subtle side of our being that subtle side of our being we will be able to slowly gain the vision of it by this practice in relay for which a ritual is conceived in ancient most times the other way to relate to the subtleness which is very regularly known to us that i will explain to you tomorrow morning as we commence the class the idea is that we have to walk from visible to invisible padosya vishwabhutani 
త్రిపాదశ్య అమృతం దివి దశో వేద సేస్ త్రీ ఫోల్డ్ ఈజ్ ఇన్విజిబుల్ వన్ ఫోర్త్ ఈజ్ విజిబుల్ సో వీ హ్యావ్ టు మేక్ అన్ ఎఫర్ట్ టు గేజ్ ది ఇన్విజిబుల్ ఇట్స్ ఎ ప్రాక్టీస్ ఇన్ అకల్ ప్రాక్టీసెస్ ఇట్స్ ఎ ప్రాక్టీస్ టు గేజ్ ది ఇన్విజిబుల్ జస్ట్ త్రూ ది విండో డ్యూరింగ్ ద నైట్ లుక్ ఎట్ ది స్కై లుక్ ఎట్ ది స్కై and between two objects the space is there try to look into that space that's why the statement is the space is the interval between two objects time is the interval between two events time is the interval between two events when we commence the class we note the time we conclude the class we note the time in between we do now we conclude the class then the we count the time and then we commence the prayer in terminus then again in between the time is but it is noticed as an event as an interval between two events time is the interval between two events space is the interval between two objects make note of it it is very it's a it's a statement of very high occult understanding time is the interval between two events space is the interval between two objects just you can meditate upon it when you at your leisure and we meet in about 10 minutes here to conduct our prayers thank you